0: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a Friday edition of the podcast. Hey, we're on video. Look at that. My name's Jay Catch. We have a lot to cover on this Friday edition, but it's a new era of locked on Cougars here, folks. You can see my lovely face on YouTube. Uh, If you have not done so already, I would encourage you guys get over to our YouTube channel. Hit that follow button. Also, make sure you enable notifications that whenever a new video gets posted, you can check it out. I am looking forward to this. I'm also terrified to a degree for you guys to see my lovely face every single day, but hey what you got. All right. On today's show, let's actually get to business. We're going to recap spring ball for BYU, in particular, the alumni game. I thought it was absolutely thrilling. I was there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll talk about that. Also going to catch up with former BYU quarterback Kevin Federick, one of the stars of that alumni game, a former BYU legend. I had a great chance to talk with him on the field after that alumni game. We'll let you hear that conversation. And of course, you guys know how we do at the end of each of these shows. We catch up on everything that's going on in BYU sports. The weekend ahead, where you can find other cougar teams in action we'll get to all of that coming up right here on locked on cougars you are locked on cougars your daily podcast on the byu cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hi, everybody. I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. And welcome into Casa de Hatch. This is my home studio. Looking behind me, you can see my wall of hats. Uh, So uh, this is a new era of Locked On Cougars. You guys, I'm coming to you from my home studio. This is where I have done this podcast for the better part of the last year or so. Now, this has not always looked like this. This room has actually undergone a transformation over the past few weeks. The hats you see behind you are just a small part of my collection. You got some BYU hats. You can see BYU right there, and uh, down here. If I can figure out my finger, got Nike. Got another Cougar hat up there. You got Hawaii, Utah State. Ooh, Aggies. Uh, Salt Lake Buzz up there. Oregon Ducks. I have a lot of hats. Some Utah Jasmine's up above me up there. I have a ton of hats, and we're going to rotate through these. My wife uh, actually put this hat wall together, and she said, you know what, if you're going to have all these hats, you might as well do something with them. Why not put them on a video when you're doing your podcast about BYU? So welcome into the studios. You're going to be able to look at my face if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, Let's also be clear. Video quality right now, still a work in progress, but it is April 1. I like starting things on the start of a month, even though it is a Friday. So this is the new era of Locked On Cougars. So by way of introduction, once again, if you're just checking the show out for the first time, my name is Jake Hatch. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I happen to spend my mornings working with DJ and PK in the mornings, their executive producer. But by night or on my side job, I do this podcast, your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And I have an absolute blast doing it. This is, like I said, going to be a new era. I'm going to be on video. You get to look at me every single day. We'll work in some video and whatnot of different players and coaches. We'll have co-hosts uh, guests. We'll be on video on zoom chats. It's a whole new era as we entered this era with YouTube, but I hope you guys will enjoy it. And like I said, if you have not done so already get over to our YouTube channel, first off, make sure you hit that follow button, subscribe button. I I don't do YouTube. I'll, I'll be frank. I'm, I'm I'm still a neophyte. If I even get this video posted in any order, hey, that'll be a small miracle. But regardless, I think you're also supposed to enable notifications. That way, whenever a video gets posted, it pops up. You can watch it. You can listen to it. But guess what? Looking forward to this new venture. It's been a long time coming. A lot of trial and error. Getting things set up. Making sure that my studio doesn't look awful. I actually think my. And by the way, my wife painted this wall, the walls and everything. She uh, did this all while I was in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago covering conference basketball tournaments. So, Mrs. Hatch, Megan, my wife, credit to you. All right, so enough blathering on about that new era. Let's talk about what we... We're all able to enjoy last night. I hope you guys were able to enjoy this. The alumni game for BYU as they rounded out spring game. They were at Lavelle Edwards Stadium last night. I was on hand watching BYU. Some of the legends of years past. Kevin Federick, Brandon Doman, Max Hall, Charlie Peterson were the four quarterbacks in this game. It was Team Navy versus Team Royal. And the funny thing about this was, is Team Navy kind of was the same era of guys. Think of the uh, late... Uh, so, okay, not the late Lavelle Edwards. Think of the Gary Croton and Bronco Mendenhall eras. Those are the Team Navy guys. Anybody who played the 2000 through 2015, those are mainly the guys who were on Team Navy. And then Team Royal was on opposite sides of that. You had Kevin Federick as the quarterback for Team Royal. Also, Charlie Peterson, guys who played in the 1990s. You had Kalen Hall and Jamal Willis, running backs from the early 1990s for BYU on Team Royal. But then on the opposite side of things, you had guys like Leva Hefo and Colby Pearson, who played during the Kalani Satake era, who were also on on Team Royal, and let me be very, very upfront with you guys. I thought this was going to be rather boring going into it. I thought it was going to be, okay, a bunch of these dudes haven't played football in who knows how long. Are we going to see a ruptured Achilles? Are we going to see pulled hamstrings? We're going to have calf injuries, and you will hear about a calf injury uh, coming up. Or Kevin Federick did injure his calf, but not necessarily uh, as bad as maybe some might have thought we were going to get, but I have to say, that game offered a whole lot of intrigue, a whole lot more intrigue than I anticipated going into it. I'm pulling up the stats Seriously, apologize for my wandering eyes on video, but let's run down the stats. So the attendance was expected; was announced to be around 7,500 folks. I am hopeful, and Kalani Satake said this after the game, that he expects for this to be a thing that BYU does on the regular. It's, it went off without a hitch, I thought overall. I thought it was a really, really fun game. Team Navy wins it on the final play of the game. I think I kind of buried the lead here. Brian Keel comes down with a Hail Mary. If you want to see a video of that, you can go to my Twitter feed, Jacob C. Hatch. What a game it was. And it came down to the final play of the game, Max Hall channeling some of that Max Hall magic, and he uncorks a 55-yard pass, and Brian Keel comes down with it, and that's all she wrote, folks. It was absolutely gripping and thrilling entertainment. I thought this was about as good of a way to cap spring if you're not going to play a spring game as you probably could have come up with I think that BYU I'm hopeful they will continue to look at adding a spring element whether it's having the team scrimmage or have Maybe the backups or something like that scrimmage before you have an alumni game alumni game like this but I think that the overall takeaway from this was that this was actually a really cool format If you're not going to have a spring game bring back some of the legends and let them get out there and thrill BYU fans What a game it was. So, statistically, I thought it was a pretty good game. Max Hall, I think he was the MVP of the game with the game-winning touchdown. He was 18 of 32 for 313 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. His counterpart at quarterback for Team Navy, Brandon Doman, 9 of 10, 115 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Cody Hoffman, five receptions, 79 yards. Mitch Matthews, five receptions of his own, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Brian Keel, this is the best stat line of the night. One reception. 55 yards, one touchdown. And when it's a Hail Mary that wins the game, you'll take that every time. On the defensive side of the ball, Joe Samson had a big knife for Team Navy. Two interceptions. I think he picked off Kevin Federick twice. Those are the two interceptions that Kevin Federick had in this game. Uh, for Team Royal, Kevin Federick was 26 of 32 for 224 yards. Two touchdowns against the aforementioned two interceptions. The more important thing is Kevin Federick Appeared to have given Team Royal their first lead of the game with eight seconds to go. Leva Hefo cut a touchdown pass from Federer with eight seconds to go to take the lead. And then in two plays later, Team Navy steals it right back. Charlie Peterson also was 10 of 13 for 189 yards and two touchdowns of his own for Team Royal. And then the other notes here, Colby Pearson for Team Royal. Seven receptions, 75 yards, one touchdown, but also having one interception on defense. And then Leva Hefo, the big stat line as a receiver. Five receptions, 104 yards, and that one touchdown that was the go-ahead touchdown for Team Royal. My overall takeaway from this is if this is what BYU can deliver with their alumni games, you better keep doing them. And it sounds like it's going to be a part of BYU's plan moving forward. Is it going to be as good as this one is? I don't know, but I thought the overall thrill factor, the, the fun that was had by the fans, they had concession stands open, the Cougar Den was open, just to be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the spring... You can't beat it. So, any of you that attended the game, I know Amber Roberts, Ryan Roberts, some dear friends of mine that are loyal listeners of the show were there. Uh, I saw also the Andrus family, uh, Lace Andrus, as well as Ink Cougar. I go by their Twitter handles. that's how I know most of these people. Uh, they were at the game. Uh, and I, Justin Mace, JMace22 all out there. It was cool to be on the field walking around, seeing guys like Taysom Hill wandering around, Harvey Longy was there. It was a really really fun night. And by the way, the current players, are a, a, the large majority if not the entirety of BYU's current roster also were on hand for it. Uh, Puka Nakua was having the time of his life as that game came down to the wire. He's wandering on the field like putting, I think Instagram pictures and videos up what a night it was. And any of you who attended this, I think you know what I'm talking about. So I'm hopeful if this is going to be how things are going to go for BYU moving forward, I think it'd be a really cool format to continue to implement. But I still want to see the current team play a spring game or at least give fans a look at the team. I had an opportunity to go to practice right before the alumni game. And we'll get to more of those comments. We'll wrap up spring, do kind of a full look back at spring ball on our Monday edition of the show. We got plenty of time here. Come on. Folks, what are we, 160 we're one hundred 158 days away from BYU football? We got a lot of time to kill. So we are going to have some fun along the way with that, and we'll have more for you guys on that front. But I think that we'll, uh, the, the biggest takeaway from tonight's game was that the alumni game, A-plus idea. So thumbs up here. If, can I do that on video? I, this is going to be so bad. But hey, if I can get this video uploaded and you guys enjoy it, That's all that matters. But regardless, I thought the alumni game was fantastic. The only thing I would ask is that BYU make sure they work in something with the current team. If you're putting third and fourth stringers out there, just letting them scrimmage and get a look at them, I think that's actually okay. You're not going to put your starters out there and put them to any sort of risk. It's not worth it. But let some of these scout team guys who would love nothing more than to actually show what they can do in a game-like format... Give them that opportunity. That's my only quibble, I guess, with everything that happened today. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to catch up with Kevin Federick. A great conversation. I'll let you hear from him. I had a chance to speak with him shortly after this game went final on the the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll get to that conversation here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bilt Bar. And folks... I apologize. I ate my built bar that I had sitting here in my studio. And typically I've got a stockpile of them. I actually have got an order coming in. I should have grabbed them before I came down to record, but guess what? So imagine me, I'm holding up the built bar right here so you guys can see it. I am a huge fan of built bars. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. The best part is their macros are absolutely incredible. 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, but with 17 grams of protein packed into each one of those protein bars. And if the built bar is too thick for you, if it's too of much of a Dense product for you guys. They have a new thing, and it's called the Built Puff. It's a first of its kind protein-infused marshmallow that's covered in 100% chocolate, like all of the Built Bars. They're soft, delicious, and they're light and airy. They're kind of the counter to more of what the Built Bars, where it's kind of that dense, rich type of a deal. The best part is you can try all of them. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 while you're there to save yourself 15%. You heard that right. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at built.com And more importantly, the name, image, and likeness still with Built Bar. You can support BYU football by supporting our friends at Bilt Bar. Time now to talk with Kevin Federick, BYU quarterback. Had a great chat with him. And I'm going to throw up a little graphic here. Let's see if I can figure this out. And trust me. I am expecting to be better at this video thing. This is like the, literally the first foray I have made into doing YouTube. I, you know, I probably should have made a test run on this, but I'm the type of guy, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm just gonna go for it. And so let's see if we can throw this up here. So here you go. This is from BYU Photo last night. Jaron Wilkie doing a great job photographing. Kevin Federick there, number seven. You got Spencer Need over to the right there, wearing number 89. Gennaro Guilford, number four, and then Kalani Satake in the background. But I had a great chat with Kevin Federick, and he obviously is a guy that I think BYU fans, you probably remember, if you don't, he played in the late 1990s for the great Lavelle Edwards, did a really, really good job, I felt like, in being a steady quarterback, albeit maybe not the star that some people may have wanted him to be in his BYU career, but he is in the top 10 all-time passing in BYU football history. That's saying something there. So without further ado, here you go. My conversation with Kevin Feder shortly after this
1: game went final.
0: Kevin, that game I think had a lot more intrigue than I think most anticipated going into it. How did you feel about it?
1: Oh most definitely. I really got interesting at the end there. Um, and you know we're all very competitive and uh, yeah it got turned on there last couple of minutes. So that was really cool. It's great to be back. great to see everybody and great to see Kalani and, and just how the team and the, the program's going. It's, it's great to see. how's the arm feel? Arm is pretty good. I hurt my calf on the second pass down there. But, uh, so I'm going to go get some ice here in the next 20 minutes. But, uh, yeah, that was, all in all, it was a great time, great experience, great playing with the guys. Okay, you guys go down and take that lead, and then Max rallies in right down there. Right. But how, what was your feeling in all that? Uh, well, I mean, I thought we had it in the bag, but you, you never say never. I mean, three seconds left, and, hey, he threw a perfect pass, caught it, and, hey, that's, that's what happens, you know. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to ask you just in terms of you played here in the 90s, late, mm-hmm. late 90s. Mm-hmm. You said you came back right before you started recording. The last time you've been here was the USC game in 2019 right. when they beat the Trojans. What is your feeling on the program
1: right now as a whole? I think the program's in a, I mean, Kalani's got the new contract. Uh, I think it's on the up and up. I mean, uh, very competitive. I think we could, you know, top 25 program, if not top 15, I believe that we can be. And, uh, again, just keep, you know, keep playing the good teams and, and uh, you know, when in the ind- we're in independence, right? Oh, no, yeah. Big 12 they're, coming up. They're going that's into right. the Big 12. Correct. Big 12, and yeah. that's going to be very, you know, a lot better competition there. Uh, but uh, I know we're going to do good. I know uh, the team will be ready. Kalani will have the guys ready for sure. You, you were teammates with Kalani for a time. So how was your relationship with him over all these years? Oh, man, we've all, we've stayed in touch. Uh, like I said, he's a brother from another mother, you know, just great guy. Uh always a leader leader on the team um always had the guys going you know if we go a little a couple of ruts or whatever he was always there to pick the guys up uh, just a, just a great person you know what i mean it's a perfect person to be leading this uh this program to the future are you excited to see them playing quote-unquote big boy football in the big 12 100 percent, 100 yeah I'm, i yeah the, the more competition the better and it's only going to put BYU, you know, on the map. I mean, they're already on the map, but yeah. uh, you know, bigger bowl games and and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, watching them compete in the Big 12. What did it feel like for you to run out of that tunnel once again after all these years? Oh, I felt great. I mean, just the smell of the grass, and you, know, you forget about the little things. You know, the grass, just the this this stadium is incredible. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, just being back again. I haven't been back in like three years, and it's just. Get goosebumps coming out of the stadium or out of the tunnel and everything. It was a great experience. I'm so happy I came. Last thing for me is do you we just talked
0: with Max Hall a little bit earlier on. He wants to make this an annual deal. Would you want to see this to be a constant thing where the alumni comes back and has some fun like this? Oh,
1: 100%. I think this was great. I think this is the first time they've had this. and I think it's only going to get better. I think once the, the word gets out and everyone had a good time and hopefully no one got injured and just talking to people, the fans and everything just to just to come back and see everybody um, yeah, they got to do this. I, I think they canceled the spring game, so they might as well just have this going forward, which I think is, this is great. <laughs> it's awesome. awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for some time. All right, appreciate it. There you go, Kevin
0: Federick, former BYU quarterback, and uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. And Federick is a guy that I remember watching vividly. We're in the number 7, the Southpaw. He had a 500-yard game against Washington at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, as some of you might recall. A guy that, as I mentioned, if you're in the top 10 in BYU football history passing the football, you've accomplished something that is pretty unique. Because think about, guys, Ty Detmer, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Mark Wilson, Gifford Nilsson, Gary Shady. Max Hall, John Beck, Zach Wilson, the, the the pantheon of quarterbacks who have come to this program. But Kevin Federick, kind of the one guy, I maybe one of the, I guess not the one guy, one of the guys who you look at and say, okay, maybe he should be a little more appreciated than he was. And he had a really fun game, I felt like, last night. It's good to see him out there slinging the football. I'm surprised these guys' arms aren't falling off. I'm sure there's a lot of sore bodies uh, for those waking up watching this or listening to this on Friday but it was a really, really fun event. And I think it was something that BYU was seeing how it was going to go. And to have this as your initial game where you have it in on a Hail Mary where you just absolutely couldn't have scripted it any better. I think it was a really, really cool thing. So, Looking forward to more of this in the future. And once again, a big thank you to Kevin Federick for taking the time. He lives down in Southern California now, came back. A lot of these guys had not been back on uh, the, the field there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in many, many years in some cases. I think Brian Kill said it had been 15 years, and it's since like 2007 when he had been on the field. He said, I was crying at midfield last time I was out here, and now I'm celebrating the first touchdown I ever scored at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is the type of stuff that kind of ties the whole BYU uh Program together. That's the biggest thing about this. Is this is a program, and Kalani talks about all the time. He talks about the brotherhood and how connected this program is. Because a lot of these guys are tied via their faith, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. A lot of guys uh, coming to BYU and just being together for all of those practices, all of those games. It just it creates a bond that is hard to separate. So I think this is a really, really cool thing that BYU did, and obviously. I think this should be something that BYU considers keeping long-term. I I think for their first go at this, yeah, you guys scored big time. So a really, really cool format. And I probably sound like a broken record on today's show, but I came away from that game. It was a a ton of fun. I had the time of my life. And I had a great conversation uh, with Amber and Ryan Roberts. I don't know if I mentioned them earlier on. I think I did, but I was talking to them. As a media member, we're looking more for storylines. And not a lot out there I necessarily makes us go, ooh, ah, or makes us freak out about stuff. What happened in that alumni game, I was astounded. I had a ton of fun. It was just it was a fun, fun night. So I'll, I'll digress. I'll, I'll step aside and we'll actually talk about some other BYU stuff here in a moment. But I think that the biggest thing to take away from this is guys like Kevin Federick, it's cool to see them back on the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I can guarantee you this, BYU, Jack Mooney, the crew that put this together, Billy Nixon, the BYU equipment staff, giving these guys the swag, bringing them out there, letting them run out of the tunnel once again, uh, have the smoke going for them, have the fans in attendance going crazy. It was a home run to use the baseball analogy. It was an absolute home run. They crushed it. It was really, really cool and look forward to many more of these things to come. Yeah. Alright, so enough of the BYU football, enough of the alumni game. We'll talk about what else is happening in BYU sports this weekend, how things went on Thursday for the teams in action. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment, but first, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Online. After months and months of playing, college basketball is determining the top teams for the Final Four, and will determine this year's national championship this coming weekend. Obviously, the Final Four tomorrow, national championship game on Monday. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of Your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props—you name it, they've got it for you guys. They also remain the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. Isn't this thrilling to watch me do these reads live? Anyways, it's not—it's just basketball as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now. That's betonline.net where the game starts. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap Lending, they get deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. That's what On's personal loan officer, Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has been delivering to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including the pod father himself, On founder, David Locke. Let's be real, my friends. I'm serious about this. If Steve can keep David on track throughout that entire process, Steve can help anybody. Intercap is relatively new here to the Locked On Cougars podcast. They joined us in the last year or so, but it's not a new company. They've been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. They have 44 years of experience behind them. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. Intercap Lending is headquartered here in Utah, but they are licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So give Steve a call. His direct line, 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I can promise you that. For more information, call Steve once again, 385-800-8528, or visit intercaplending.com. Once again, the phone number for Steve Carter, 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number, 190-465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender all right before we go here on this friday edition of the show our debut episode on video hope you guys have enjoyed it Uh, as i mentioned please make sure you hit that uh, follow button and also turn on those notifications so that way when it shows up on youtube you guys can watch it or listen to it just in the background of your web browser it's a really cool new thing and by the way we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts love being with you guys daily as i said we are the only daily podcast focused on the byu cougars and i can guarantee you this the nike hat they'll be making plenty of appearances. I got the other Nike one right here. I wear plenty of Nike hats, but I'll be wearing all these hats plus about 50 other ones that are just outside the door, right to my right, my, my right, maybe your left, but regardless, check it out. My friends, it's a really, really fun thing. And if you want to watch me on video, here I am. All right. Anyways, time to talk about what's happening in BYU sports. Let's recap what happened on Thursday. Men's tennis got a four to three win at UC San Diego down there in La Jolla, California. Congratulations to uh, the BYU men's tennis program. The women's tennis team on the wrong end of that, losing four three to Oregon in Provo at the indoor tennis court. So a tough loss there. Also BYU baseball. They were up three. Uh, see, yeah, it was three one going into the ninth inning at St. Mary's for their series opener. They end up giving up three runs in the bottom of the ninth. St. Mary's rallies to win it 4-3. What a heartbreaking loss for Mike Littlewood and his team. The women's softball program, they split their games against New Mexico at Gale Miller Field, losing the day part of the doubleheader 8-3 before bouncing back with a 12-1 five-inning victory over New Mexico in the nightcap. So a split of the games for the BYU women's softball program. Tracking field teams, if you're looking ahead now, they're going to be splitting their squad. Up, They have uh, athletes to at the UVU Collegiate Invitational, which began yesterday, while there will also be athletes headed to the Stanford Invitational uh, to participate in that today and tomorrow. Softball will be back in action today as they take on New Mexico in a one-game affair. It'll be the third of a three-game series. That begins at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. It's on BYU TV. And by the way, any of you that want to go watch a BYU sport that's actually thrilling and is really fast-paced and for free... Softball, free admission. Go out to Gell Field. Watch that. BYU Baseball will also be back in action. That's a two o'clock start for the game against St. Mary's in the second of three matchups. They'll round out that series tomorrow. Today's game will be on the WCC network. If you want to get the link, go to BYUCougars.com. Also, BYU Sports Network, Gregor Bell will have the call of that game as well if you want to watch that. Men's and women's tennis, they are taking on San Diego and WCC action this weekend. Uh, the women's team is at home hosting. Uh, San Diego at the outdoor tennis courts. That's tomorrow at noon mountain time. Then at one o'clock mountain time, the men's tennis team is in San Diego at the skip and Cindy Hogan tennis center to take on the Toreros. And that baseball rounds out their series tomorrow at two o'clock against St. Mary's once again. And that is where everything stands. For you guys with regards to the weekend ahead. An early look though, uh Monday morning, women's golf is finally back in action after like a month off. They're gonna be at the Silverado Showdown in Eugene, Oregon, the Silverado Country and Club and Resort, uh taking on Oregon as well as a number of other teams. If you want to watch the women's golf program or track it in action, get out to watch that. And I probably should have pulled this up. I forgot about this as well. BYU Gymnastics, they were in action at the uh the NCAA regionals today. I'm pulling this up as we go along here, but they were uh, competing against uh, the B- They were competing at the Washington, uh, inv- not the Invitational, the Regional here out up there at the University of Washington. And uh, man, I am struggling to pull this up here, but you know what? Let's see if we can get it in the meantime. Uh, and by the way, one thing I've been meaning to talk to you guys about is I mentioned that we were going to go uh, with uh, the 100 players that I, how I rank the best hundred players in BYU football history while I pull up the gymnastics uh, finale. But the biggest thing is with this is we're going to go a hundred to one with the best players. According to my rankings, uh, I have been doing some research on this, trying to put together a list. If you guys have players that you think should be added to this list to watch be not to watch, to track uh, the best hundred players in BYU football history. I need your guys' help with this because I'll be honest trying to say, okay, well, does this linebacker beat out this wide receiver over here and all that? It's actually kind of tough to do. So if you have ideas for guys, you think absolutely need to be in the hundred players uh, that I count down. I'll take it under advisement. Please reach out. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. By the way, follow the show on social media. Follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. You always can email the show as well. Locked on BYU at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you guys uh, as, they, as we put this list together. Like I said, it's going to be my list, I guess, overall, my personal interpretation of what I think the best BYU players are in history. We're going to start that on Monday. It's not going to be exactly 100 days because let me be very clear about that, but but we're going to have some honorable mentions and then we'll dive in. We'll 100 to 1 as part of our countdown to BYU football uh, this coming uh, fall. And looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a huge opportunity for BYU. All right. So let's see here. BYU Gymnastics on Twitter pulling this up. Hopefully they have the score here. And waiting, waiting, waiting. They ended up. Okay. Man. Here we go. Final scores. Uh, Washington won the regional, excuse me. No, Alabama won the regional with a 197.900. Michigan State finishes a 197.325. Washington, the host, 197.175. And BYU bringing up the rear 196.625, which will end BYU season. So there you go. BYU gymnastics, their season is over. But I think by all accounts, a pretty successful season, all things considered. Guard Young and his squad, I think he did a lot of good things as they round out their season. So there you go. We made it Uh, not my finest effort. I'm probably and we'll get better on this video format, but fun episode all the same. Thank you for making us your first listen to the day. Had some conversations, by the way, after practice at BYU as you kind of look back on spring ball. We'll get to those conversations next week. Had a great chat one-on-one with BYU running backs coach Harvey Unga. We'll hear from that. We'll also uh, catch up with BYU defensive back Ammon Hanneman, a guy that I think is undersold at how critical he is, I feel like, or how critical critical he is going to be for the BYU defense. Had a conversation with him, and like I said, we'll get to the comments from Kalani Sitake, Jaron Hall. All that more of a look, a retrospective of spring ball starting on Monday. And also Monday, we begin that look at the hundred best players in BYU football history. Next week will be more of kind of honorable mention guys, maybe just outside the top hundred. But if you want one, if you have a guy that you think bar none is a top 100 guy in BYU football history, let me know. And I will take them under advisement. As I put this list together this weekend, finalize it, I guess is what I should say. And if you guys want to have your say on it, Feel free. I'd love nothing more than for you guys to support. Now, final thing before we go here, go make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen of the day. The guys over there bring the draft to life every single day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So check it out. All right. So there you go. Do I look good? I don't know. I did a video of podcast, and hopefully, you guys find it uh, of worth and it's just a new era. So. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Until then, have a good day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 1st. Yeah, April 1st. Hey, happy April Fool's Day, everybody. This has been Locked On Cougars. See ya.